This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. I titled this message, God's System or Pathway for Dominion. God's System, Pathway for Dominion. And I'm just going to do the introduction of it and and then we'll take it from there. Amen. God's system pathway from dominion. We must understand that God's mindset for us is to dominate. And when we talk about dominion, we're not talking about dominating another human being. When you dominate another human being, a husband dominating the wife, you are a witch or wizard. You don't dominate God's image. Because everyone is created in the very image of God, so you have no right to dominate anyone. You are only, you only have right to dominate things Amen. Can I hear loud? Amen. Amen. And so God's pathway for us is dominion. So Genesis chapter, chapter one, verse number 26, Genesis 1, 26 to 28. That's where I'm going to take my, um, um, scripture from, and I'm going to bring out my, the principles I want to bring out and, um, from those three verses. And God says, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and have, and over every creeping things that creepeth upon the face of the earth. And so God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God says to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, have dominion over the birds of the air, have dominion over everything that moves upon the face of the earth. Here we see three things from this three verse. In verse 26, we saw God's intention. God says, let us make man in our own image. You don't know the value of a thing till you understand the intention of the maker. You don't know the value of anything till you can grasp the mind of the manufacturer. So it's key for us to understand the mind of God. So we saw God's intention in verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our own image. And this man that we're going to make, what we're making them for is that they should dominate. They shouldn't live an average life. They should live a life of dominion. That means they should dominate in every place that they find themselves. In every area, in every platform, they should dominate. They should have superior influence over things. They should set the pace. They should actually make the role, not by force, but they should make the role by influencing things. They should think like us, act like us, do things like us. Like I will always say, the image of anything is like the original, but it's not the original. Because right now you can see my image. And everything I do, that image does. But that image is not me. We are not God, but we are wired to actually do everything God can do. Because an image of a thing is the replica of that thing. But it's not the original of that thing. Can I hear loud? Amen. And so verse 27, when we answer God's God actually implementation of intention. And Bible says, God says, let us make man. And 27, God now made man in his own image. And in the image of him, he created him male and female. And verse 28, we now begins to see God's impartation on his intention. Are you following the sequence here? And the Bible says, and God bless them. I, that word bless 
is the operating system at which every believer should operate on. You can't be fruitful till you are blessed. You cannot multiply till you are blessed. You cannot fill the earth till you are blessed. You cannot subdue the earth till you are blessed. It's very crucial that we must pursue the blessings of God. And the blessings of God are found in his presence. The blessings of God are found in his will. The blessings of God are found when a man's way pleases the Lord. The Bible says the psalmist, psalmist will ask this question, who shall ascend to the hills of the Lord? What the psalmist is asking indirectly, he said, who shall, you shall come to that place of the blessings of God? He said, he that has a pure heart and a clean hand. Because with the heart, we deal with God. With the hand, we deal with human beings. It's the work of our hands. And so God, in verse 28, we now saw God impacting it's intention. Good God. But let me, let me just pause a little bit. One of the things that I've come to see about humans, most especially those of us that are Christians, is that sometimes we don't understand the system that God operates on. We tend to just live our life and accept everything that comes our way and think we don't have power to change or change things. I submit to you that you have power to change anything you don't want. Can I hear loud amen? Can I hear loud amen? And God has given us the systems for it. There are four systems that governs your life. If you're going to truly have dominion, there are four systems. And the truth of the matter is, please, with all due respect, I love prayer. I'm a man of prayer. If you have to Google me, one thing you will further of us see, our passion for prayer. Prayer does not give you dominion. If you look at the system, God actually listed for us there in verse 28. It says, and God says, be fruitful. And the reason why God was say to be for us to be fruitful is because it's actually impacted us with everything that makes for fruitfulness. God is not going to demand what he's not giving you the ability for. So when God says be fruitful, that word be fruitful is the same word used in Genesis chapter 1 verse number 3. When God says let there be light, it's a command. If we are really going to really operate, it's a command. That word be it's not that it's a suggestion or you can choose to be or not. God says, no, you be. And the reason why God is placing that demand is because he's already placed over you the blessing. And what brings about fruitfulness is the blessing. Hello? Am I communicating here? And so in Genesis chapter 1 verse number 2, before I go into this message, I'm going to be done in another 15 minutes. There's something I saw in Genesis 1. I don't know if I've shared that here with you guys, but I just love to share it anytime I see believers. There are two events that happens. There's two things that happens in the life of a man. You want to see a man that is successful? Or you want to see a Christian that is not really doing well, even though they are in the house like this, that the power of God is present. The grace of God is present. The anointing is flowing for, for breakthrough, for prosperity. And yet these ones are not really... And I'm speaking this to someone here today. There are two things you can do with your life. You can either engage God's process or you can be stuck in the event of your life. For many of us believers, you know, you know what? I just love we wear clothes and look good. But inside, some of us are crying. Inside, we're messed up. And you're there. You're, I don't know who I'm talking to. You're just there. You're, you don't know who to speak to. But something is going on. You've been stuck in, your, in the event of your life. And you're not 
able to move forward. Genesis chapter 1, I'm just in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1 and 2. And the Bible says, and God made, the, and God created the heavens and the earth. And verse number 2, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. But the spirit of God moves upon the face of the water. Verse 3, and God says, let there be light. And there was light. So in those two, three verses, most of the first two verses, I see two things there. I see the event and I see the process. The beauty of anything is not in the event, but it's in the process. And for most believers, we don't want to go through process. Hello? We knock off process. We pray against process. But what beautifies you is the process you subject yourself to. The Bible says God will not send a temptation to you that you can't bear. Every time we walk away from process, and that is the most difficult thing, the process is where God begins to chisel you, God begins to mold you. The Bible says the potter, God took Jeremiah to the potter's house, and the potter was actually making the clay, and as he's making the clay, the clay got mad, not in the, in the ground, in the hands of the potter. And that is the process that the potter, that the clay has to go through. The beauty of anything is the process. For you today, I don't know who I'm speaking to. You are going through a process. Don't abort the process. Your beauty will come out of that process. There's always beauty out of ashes. But what happens before we got the ashes? There was a burning. Am, am I coming again here? I mean, if we come to understand this, I've come to learn something that anything that comes my way, I just say, God, what are you trying to do out of this? It may sound, it may taste like lemon, but I know God is going to bring a lemonade out of that lemon. Most believers that don't dominate are stuck in the event of life. Your event does not define you. What defines you is the process you subject yourself to. Typical example. A child born today. Infant. That's an event. His birthday is October 23rd. But that child may be a doctor. What brings the doctor out of that child to get stuck on his birthday I say I'm not going to move out of this birthday the child is not going to accomplish anything not until he subjects himself it's the same with spiritual things the bible says by grace are you saved through faith the same Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2 verse number 12 walk out your salvation is once it's an instantaneous thing but the beauty of your salvation is you're walking out your salvation with so you see the you see the event and you see the what process what beautifies any life is the process so say to your neighbor subject yourself to the process of life it will not kill you it will make you better don't fight it learn from it and god will do you good amen okay let me just run with this and then we'll be done so what is a system talking about god's system or pathway for dominion what is a system a system is a group of interactive or an an interrelated element that acts according to a set rule to form a unified purpose that's a system a group of things coming together to form a unified purpose so let me just rush go with this thing so the question I want to ask you is this. Why are you here? You just always here. I always ask this to people. Why are you here? Why are you on planet Earth? The second question I want to ask is that what are you created for? The third is, what does God create you? What do you expect from God? 
to do in your life. So let me just run with this. Amen. So in Genesis chapter 1, we saw, chapter 1 verse 26, we saw God's intention for his purpose. Then number chapter, and one of his intention is, number one, that he wants to make man, and he, he, he wants to make man, and he wants man to have dominion. The second intention that I saw here is that man does not determines, determine his purpose, but God is the one that determines the purpose of God, of man. That's what I saw here because God says, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So your, 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 your purpose in life is not determined by you, it's determined by God. But it's our responsibility to actually find that out. Amen. And on, the second thing is that it's, it's man's responsibility to discover his purpose. Proverbs chapter 25 verse number 2. It is God's privilege to conceal a thing and the privilege of a king to uncover them. Amen. There are two things about God's intention. The first is that God's first intention is to create man in his own image and after his likeness. I already described that to us. If you look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 and 24 begins to talk about the God's intention and what God wants to do with you. Because if you don't understand God's intention, you can't really live a life of dominion. And the life that God wants you to live is a life of dominion. You dominate everywhere you go to. Can I hear loud? Amen. Can I hear born again? Well, you dominate. Everywhere you go to, you dominate. You dominate everywhere you go to. You become a voice. Everywhere you go to, your voice is heard. Everywhere you go to, you have influence. You are not the second class. You are a superior being. Can I hear loud amen? That's who you are. You are another speaking spirit. That's who you are. There are only three speaking spirits on planet earth. The first speaking spirit is God almighty. The second speaking spirit is you. And the third speaking spirit is Satan. You are another speaking spirit. You carry power. Why does God want man to dominate the earth? Now, I was telling them this in the church. I said, listen, if you look at Genesis chapter 1, verse number 31, the Bible says, and God created everything, and God saw it's very good. God did not say it's excellent. An excellent God would have just said it's excellent. But he left that work for you to tame the earth. He left that work for us. You know what? You know what God did? He left. That's why it took another thousands of years for the Ford brothers, the Wright brothers to event aeroplane but god has already given it to us already so what is that thing in you you're not created for nothing you are created to solve the problem you don't dominate till you solve problem you don't pastor i don't have money to solve no you you have the spirit of god so the first thing god the first system god says let's be fruitful and there are in the scripture we have five kind of fruits that the bible talks about the first is the, the fruit of the womb which is the the commonest fruit I, I don't, i'm not trying to Little that is good, is great, but even cockroach and rats can also have children. So that's not what God was thinking about, even though that was part of his plan. But the second fruit we saw there is the fruit of our thoughts. That's exactly what I, in my own opinion, that's exactly what God was thinking about, that you should be fruitful with your thoughts. The realm of our ideas. The second fruit, the third fruit I saw is the fruit of our confession. The third, the fourth is the fruit of our hands. The fifth is the fruit of the spirit. And so God says, I'm blessing you, and because I've placed a blessing over your life, an operating system over your life called blessings, I'm going to give you three programs to run those operating systems. And one program is you must be fruitful in your thought, in your confession. If you're not fruitful in your thought, you can't be fruitful in your confession. Pastor T was talking about we confessing, declaring to our day. If this is not fruitful here, can I say something? I've come to discover that we are super too busy that we mute the fruit of our thought. My race, our race, we prefer labor than being fruitful here. How fruitful are you in your thought? What are the things you think about when no one is there? What are those things? 
What are those fruits you produce? Are you thinking of ideas? What kind of ideas? Are they constructive ideas? What kind of thoughts do you have? Be fruitful. Are you fruitful in your thought? Are you fruitful in your confession? Do you possess the fruit of the Spirit? How fruitful are you? The second command in place to go on, the second operating system is multiply. There's no way you can multiply except first you are fruitful. There's no multiplication except there's first fruitfulness. That's the order, that's the sequence. And sometimes we forget this sequence and we want to do things out of order. And God does not bless anything. God does not multiply anything that is out of order. So when a life is out of order, that life can never receive a blessing. You don't dominate when you are all over the place. You dominate when your eyes are single and your, 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 your mind is creative. How creative is your mind? You can create things. You have the capacity because the spirit of God, the ruler of God is on you. You can make things out of nothing. So it says when you become fruitful, then I want you to multiply. Multiplication is the duplication of your fruitfulness. The Bible says when Jesus was going to feed the thousands, the first thing he did with it, he told the disciples, let them sit in the companies of fifties. Order. Before multiplication can occur. How orderly are you? Prayer not, does not negate the place of order. God is the God of order. How orderly are you? Many Christians have been brainwashed thinking that they just say it to God and God just does it. No! God is the God of system and order. That's why you have day and night, summer, winter. If you violate its order, you cry for a long time. That will not be your story. How fruitful are you in your thought? Yes, you are fruitful. Have you multiplied your fruit, man? The tough thing he talks about is fill the earth with what? With your ideas. Elliot Marx, what is he? Why is he dominating? He's filled the earth with his idea. He doesn't have the Holy Ghost. And I told our church, please hear me out. I told our church, this operating system is not for believers only. It's not made in the image of God. If you are a human being, if you put yourself in order, if you make sure your, your mind is fruitful, you are going to dominate. That's not your ways. It does not only answer to believers. Of course, you know that for now. When we talk about billionaires in this world, we're not talking, there's no one believer that is there right now. How come they are getting this very verse fulfilled in their life. Yeah, they may not be going to heaven, but they are dominating our world. If you don't discover, you will be discovered. And for many of us, we have become a consuming nation because we've refused to engage. And I will never change this message any time I preach in Nigeria because that is, the, that is the truth. I'm a guy that came from nowhere. I'm not bragging. You come to Boston, if you call my name, people will know me. And not because I'm super smart. I'm, of course, you guys must have known now by now that I'm not smart, but I'm a good thinker. I've learned how to borrow vessels. I've learned how to pour my, my oil on those borrowed vessels so as I can multiply oil. I've tried to engage this principle and it works anytime, anywhere. God says, feel the head. So I was, I was illustrating this way. When you, when a, when a musician, our brother, God bless you, that was a beautiful song. When it actually, the, the CD is just sang, guess what? It was a thought, it was a fruit in his mind. 
that he now says, wait a minute, this is a good, good fruit. It's not, it's not meant for me only. So what he did was he, 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 he duplicated. That's what you did, right? You made it a lot of, further for you made a masterpiece. That's the, that's the fruits. That's what, it went, you took the next step to duplicate it and maybe in the thousands. And now what are you trying to do with that thousands? You're trying to fill the earth with what? Your idea. And so, I'm trying to illustrate this system with him. Now he can duplicate those things and put that all those CDs in his bedroom. Yes, he was fruitful. Yes, it's multiplied his fruit. He cannot subdue because he stopped at multiplication. That's where most of us are. You are fruitful. Yeah, you multiply. Have you filled the earth? The Bible says they filled Jerusalem with their doctrines. They turned Jerusalem upside down with their doctrines. What are you doing with your mind? Precious Father, I just ask you bless your people again. I pray for the mind of your people. I ask your blessing to rest upon them. I bless a demand because of the blessings over their life that their mind from today will be fruitful. Lord, even as you cause them to be fruitful, you will cause them to multiply. I also decree and declare, oh God, their influence will know no bound in the name of Jesus. Let their fame no, no bound. Their influence, no, no bound. Cost that this one will be fruitful. I give you praise in Jesus' name. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at the throne room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.